bringing AI to life. Hello and welcome to our talk on AI in healthcare. In this session, we speak with medical practitioners, healthcare experts and AI enthusiasts to bring you a ground level understanding of how they have incorporated technology to improve access to quality healthcare and make a real difference to their communities. Hello, Dr. Das. Thank you so much for being with us today. Really appreciate you taking out the time. Thank you. Let's start off with a quick introduction about yourself, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about the University Hospital of Leicester's NHS Trust and the work that you do. Yes, so uh, my name's Dr. Indrajit Das. I'm a consultant radiologist working in uh, Leicester. Uh, my main special areas of interest are chest and cardiac radiology. Uh, and um, just about Leicester as such, um, the um, Leicester Hospital is one of the largest acute trusts in the country. Uh, we cater for a population of nearly a million around Leicestershire and Rutland region. We're also a major referral centre for respiratory, uh, cardiovascular and renal services. And we're also a large research centre for cancer as well. Could you tell me about your views about artificial intelligence and how has it changed over time? So. Um, so AI is, um, there's a, a huge revolution in, in, in radiology and AI at the moment, um, and it's a very exciting revolution. Uh, and I think uh, uh, the AI technology, I've seen it evolve quite significantly. I still think it in, in Leicester, we're, we're kind of at its infancy, but I think what I'd like to see is more uh, research trials uh, involving real world evidence, which is what um, I'm very uh, um, humbled to be part of working with um, uh, cure, the Cure team for the QXR product to see whether working such technology in the real world can make a significant difference in patients. Dr. Das, can you tell me about the National Lung Cancer Optimal Pathway and how would it make a difference to the life of patients? Yes, so uh, lung cancer uh, as um, a cancer has a uh, relatively poor outcome compared to other cancers. And one of the main reasons for this is late diagnosis. Patients present late, and sometimes they have quite esoteric symptoms. So it's difficult for primary care physicians sometimes to make a diagnosis. Often the first uh, imaging modality that they have is a chest X-ray. Um, and uh, the National Optimal Lung Cancer Pathway was, was designed uh, uh, specifically with the role of trying to reduce the time to diagnosis uh, from a national average of 62 days to under 49 days. And one of the ways it, it, it emphasized that to be achieved was by ensuring any chest X-ray with suspected lung cancer was ideally reported within 24 hours and a CT was performed and reported within 72, 72 hours. So for radiology, this, this um, is quite a paradigm shift. Um, but I feel with the help of um, good pathways and uh, potentially artificial intelligence, we might be able to achieve those targets. Dr. Das, uh, from your early days of piloting Cure's QXR chest X-ray algorithm, what are some of the ta takeaways that uh, you would have for us? So, um, so we've done a retrospective analysis of uh, Cure's QXR product uh, on um, a thousand or so uh, chest X-rays that were um, performed at our trust retrospectively, uh, and. Um, we found that uh, the uh, product um, had an excellent specificity and sensitivity um, and certainly was um, 
good enough to use as a prioritization tool. Um, in the group that we uh, trialed, uh, we had um, 10 uh, cancers that were confirmed, of which uh, the product identified eight correctly in terms of the site and location. Um, and so it did it much quicker had we had the technology than, than the time it took to actually report the x-rays in real life. So had we adopted the technology in real life, um, it could potentially have saved time to report the chest x-rays for these patients. And what might it mean for patients and NHS in the long term? So long term, I feel that um, uh, products such as QXR and, and, and artificial intelligence algorithms that identify abnormalities um, can help prioritise the patients that have um, critically urgent findings and abnormal findings to be reported earlier when we're already uh, have resource constraints within the NHS. So it allows us to um, essentially resource utilise what we um, have within our own capacity to be able to prioritise uh, patients at uh, need of uh, urgent action and urgent reporting. In the long term, I feel that the potential of artificial intelligence is so much that I feel even as a second read, it can add value and quality and accuracy to the reporting. So over the long term, I feel that it will reduce, um, I hope it, it has the potential certainly to, to reduce uh, any uh, significant misses or significant errors and, and essentially provide a, a great support for the radiologist when they report. Specifically for lung cancer, what does early detection translate to? So um, one thing uh, that has been identified as very important, specifically more, more so in lung cancer, is that early detection improves outcomes in patients. Uh, because if we catch cancers at an early stage, then uh, they are generally better treatable, more operable. And so uh, technologies like QXR uh, can potentially catch cancers at a much early stage. Uh, and so if we prioritise the reporting the CT and the detection very early, then it means that these patients are likely to have better outcomes. What are your views about CURE's QXR technology working for other conditions aside from lung cancer? I think, um, uh, I mean, the QXR product is quite comprehensive, uh, but uh, in Leicester in particular, um, we have um, a large TB service, a tuberculosis service. Um, and, and actually um, a product like this can help identify and detect um, tuberculosis early on chest x-rays um, because it's a, it's a public health issue. So, so actually having a system that flags these things early for the, for the radiologist to report um, can be extremely useful. Um, and other areas as well, such as pneumothorax detection um, or, uh, or, the, or detection of um, any uh, trauma injuries on chest x-rays, um, those kind of um, abnormalities can be very useful, particularly for the emergency physician in identifying pathology quicker. Uh, and so I, I can see lots of uses of, of the technology above and beyond cancer. What advice do you have for some of your other colleagues who might be a little sceptical about use of AI in radiology? So um, I think the first thing I would say, so I'm not an, an artificial intelligence expert by any means, um, but I found it fascinating uh, how artificial intelligence can be applied um, to the workflow um, and to um, solving patient, um, uh, improving patient care rather. And uh, what I found is that um, 
the artificial intelligence softwares, they're not there to necessarily replace humans, because and I think a lot of radiology colleagues worry about that. But actually, um, I kind of see it analogous to autonomous driving in the sense that um, it's there to keep you in lane, to stop you from crashing. Um, but ultimately, a lot of the decision making will still be made by the human, um, because a lot of decision making is, is not just rational, it's also intuitive. And so I think that, uh, but the value that the AI adds is really in a, as, a, as, a, as a safety net to help improve detection, to help um, you from getting back in lane, if you like, to improve your, your driving skills, if you like. And, um, and I think those are the main things that, that are, I think will, will inevitably come. And I think AI um, softwares like QXR and many other softwares, I feel that they have tremendous potential even now in, in improving our own uh, workflow and our accuracy in radiology. So you are optimistic about the role of artificial intelligence? Yes, I am. And, uh, and I feel that um, if it's implemented with the appropriate governance, um, the appropriate data protection, and with sufficient research evidence, then actually in the future it could become the actual new standard of care um, uh, for, for, for patients. Dr. Das, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.